hello hi welcome back to engaged and divorced the podcast where i wear the rings and i'm trying to figure out these damn things yeah anybody else have sinus problems right now i think it's spring spring has sprung yeah well i don't know because look at the trees i think you just have a cold the trees are blooming yeah but if everyone else in your life is sick right now i don't think it's sick though i think we all have allergies okay i had my allergies last month so i get it oh did you yeah i always get them right from the beginning well we had like straight rain two days what was it two days ago like rained all day which never happens here yeah that was and and now everything's all green and pretty it's weird and (laughs) so i feel like everything's blooming now and it's just like not yeah doing good things for me no that's true that's true yeah it's been an interesting week i had a little stomach bug that like wasn't actually a stomach bug it was like a i don't know it was just a waste of my life (laughs) i couldn't do anything yesterday and i don't like not being productive yeah so i was just like i still taught two classes but at least you're better today yeah yeah i'm glad i'm glad so anyway how are you all doing how are you guys yeah (laughs) <laughs> good to know good to know good to know thanks for sharing yeah <laughs> what are we gonna talk about today kylie well today we're gonna talk about like marriage expectations and realities because i think um there's a lot of expectations that we see with marriage a lot of the time and obviously we know that like some of them are realistic while others are not so much so i actually looked up unrealistic expectations because i thought we could kind of talk about that and you can put in your input too with like what you experience with marriage so yeah right on this will be right a fun on. little marriage convo <laughs> it's been a while <laughs> since we talked about marriage i feel like so yeah it has yeah I'm going to be reading off my phone because I took notes on my phone. So don't think I'm just like ignoring Shaylee and just texting, looking out the window. <laughs> no, just Everyone's always like, Kylie, what, why is Kylie always like bored? I'm oh, like, yeah. Let's talk about that real quick. Yeah, let's let's address this because everyone <laughs> everyone thinks you're always bored or yeah. not interested in what I have to say. Okay, first of all, who in any conversation is just like, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. I know people like that. Okay, but on a podcast, <laughs> what's the point? This is supposed to be an audio medium. I'm just saying I'm not here to, like, put on a talent performance. She's not used to video medium. Yeah, if, if we're having That's an actual it. conversation in person, I'm not just going to be, like, looking out the window. Like, when I talk to you in person, we're, like, looking at each other. Yeah, right. <laughs> But, like, it's really awkward going like this. For like 20 minutes. Yeah. So (laughs) I find that I don't care. You can stare at me if you want to. Also, like the way my brain works is I get distracted easily. So if I'm like looking at you, then I might like start thinking of something. That's true. So if I'm looking out the window, it actually helps me focus more. So I'm actually listening better. So I'm not bored, y'all. Okay. I just don't smile 24 seven. Gosh. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Okay, that's all I wanted to say. Does that do those comments offend you, Kylie? <laughs> well, I'm just like, what do you expect? Like, who who's like on a podcast? Who's gonna be like, yeah, that's totally right. Like, I can see that if you're like interviewing someone on the news, but this we is were not, also very yeah. tired that day. Yeah, and also well, I just like looking out at the nature. What's yeah. wrong with that? I have a yeah. great view from my window. We have a perfect view <laughs> of Pikes Peak, which yeah. is our um, our mountain here in Colorado yeah. Springs. So it's a great view. For sure. It looks so beautiful today. It's snow covered, snow capped. Snow capped. Mm -hmm. I'll try to be better at that for you all though. Okay. So we're going to talk quickly about some realistic expectations. Let's do that. You know what I mean? Because I want to know what yours are. Cause I'm, I'm curious, you know, you've only been married a year, less than one year. I just got really thirsty all of a sudden. I'm sorry. Okay. 
Yes. <laughs> One year you've been married. So I'm I'm curious to okay. hear these. I would love to discuss these. All right, let's do Feel it. Feel free to put in any input as you go. And okay. let us know in the comments if you think any of these are unrealistic. <laughs> okay. So first things first, uh, something that I heard all the time was like, when you're married, you should like share responsibilities around the house, right? That's one that is realistic because... I'm going to talk about the realistic ones first. Um, obviously, you don't want one person to do everything. This is not 1925. Okay. So we've grown into a nice established society where men should be expected to clean a little bit. Right. And cook. And cook. Yeah. Take care of the kids. Right. So that is one that is realistic. That can happen and that should happen. And if it's not... It's not happening in most relationships, I feel like. It's, it's very sad. I'm in so many Facebook groups where this is like the number one complaint women give is that their husbands don't do anything. Oh. And I'm like, uh That's not okay. I don't miss those days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's... Get up and help. No. Oh, Lord. I think it's cool to have like, you know, designated duties that you do around the house. Like, I'm usually the dishes girly, and I'm fine with that. <laughs> I don't mind doing the dishes. Girly. Whereas Basil will, like, <laughs> right? He'll, like, take out the trash, and he'll play with the dogs, and, like, I'll clean up. Like, we, yeah. we just have things that we both do. Like, we, we typically, like, have something specific that we do each night. Yeah. But it works, you yeah. know? If I was trying to play with the dogs, take out the trash, cook dinner, I'd be like, <laughs> when will I get a break? I'm Cinderella. Right. So we have to have some, we have to have a good balance. So. And you guys are able to communicate those things now. Yeah. That's good. Cause then once you add kids to the mix, everything just gets more chaotic. Mm-hmm. And I also think that's something that comes with like living with the person before you get married, because you totally. understand like, what are the chores that you hate? <laughs> you know, uh-huh. I, I always hate sweeping and mopping for some reason. <laughs> They take too much time and oh, it's just too much. So I hate that, but I love laundry, right? He doesn't like laundry, so it works out well. I don't do his laundry, but maybe one day. I think that's weird to do people's laundry. Really? You've never done his laundry? No, like I I will one day, but like for now, I feel like I don't need to. Like once we have kids, we can all kind of mix it around, you know? <laughs> right now it's like we have our separate laundry, so... Until the, until you guys mix your DNA, there's no mixing yeah. laundry. No mixing allowed. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> I can't believe I had to write this one down. But showing respect to each other is a realistic <laughs> expectation. That should be happening in your marriage. If it's not, red flag. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. That's That should be happening. Don't just think, now that we're married, <laughs> you know, it happens. No. No, it doesn't. You no. should be respecting each other. Even one blow up where you're disrespected is one too many. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That means it can happen again. See, I've already learned so much. Good job. <laughs> okay. Uh, speaking kindly to another is to one another is another one. Is it really? <laughs> <laughs> you should probably be nice to each other. Okay. A lot of these are obvious, but like, you know, I feel like no, they but have to be said. They're all, I feel like they're kind of obvious, but like if you're in a relationship like this, they're not so obvious. Yeah. Cause you think it's normal. Or if you saw your parents. Yeah. Treat that's each true. Other badly, that's true. Then that's what you grew up thinking. Yeah. So you should be able to like speak to one another with respect and kindly, even if you're angry or disappointed. You know, that you can still be respectful. You can tell a lot about a person when they react out of anger. Mm-hmm. You can tell a lot. Yep. It's very true. Oh, this one's a really important one. Spending time together while understanding your spouse has other time commitments. You cannot expect that person to be there for you 24-7. 
because yeah. they are a human <laughs> living their own life, right? right? Their life does not center around you, uh-huh. unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> that's something that, like, you know, I feel like that, that can be a hard one to learn, too, because you think that, like, well, we're married, so we should be together 24-7. I feel like that would be especially hard for you because you're an extrovert. Yeah. And you, like, you want to spend all that time with him. Yeah, it can be. I feel like the times that it's hard for me is like at night when if he goes somewhere after work and I've been at at home all day working. Yeah. I have seen nobody. And then I'm like, what am I supposed to do? I haven't talked to a single person today, like besides these kids online. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, what am I supposed to do? So you're like, you're like already getting a taste of motherhood. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So then I just work. I'm like, I might as well just get some work done. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, but yeah, it's so important that each person has their own hobbies and mm-hmm. their own like life outside of the relationship. Yeah. And that you allow that for each other. Right. I think that's awesome that you guys do that. And they should make time for you. I'm not saying like, right. If they don't make time for you, get over it. Like that's not it at all. But just understanding that like there's other people in their life. There's other things that they have to do. Yeah. Um, I think that's, that's very good to learn. I had to learn that the hard way. Cause I am like, once I get attached to someone, I'm like, <laughs> so yeah, I feel that. That, I mean, that was, that kind of goes with the next one I was going to talk about. There's other people in their life too. So like, <laughs> um, family is big and to uh, both of us, like both oh. of us love our family. So we make sure that we spend equal amounts of time with our family. Yeah. Right. So I feel like I've heard of relationships where it's like they prioritize, somebody more than their spouse or like they don't prioritize any of their family at all yeah you know so it's like there's a balance there a little yeah. bit yeah it is nice too that like your guys's parents both live here right in this city right it's really nice to have that yeah it's nice that we can be like okay we're gonna go hang out with my family we're gonna go hang out with your family and like we do it together yeah. you know because we want to so yeah Okay. <laughs> One thing that I think is overlooked a lot of the time is physical touch, physical closeness. Because I feel like there's this expectation with, with like, once you're married, you know, have children, but, like, you don't need to, like, touch each other. You don't need to, like, hug. Like, people just think you're just going to make babies. You know what I mean? That's not, like, they t- take really? for... <laughs> I have a different Like I feel Like, I feel like a lot of people are just, like... They overlook the fact that you need to cuddle once in a while. Like when you get older is what I'm saying. Right, right, right. Yeah. Like once you're older, um, stop cuddling. You know, they forget to hug each other. Right. Well, as as your marriage progresses, those little things like kissing each other. Yeah. That's kind of what I mean. Go out the window unless you're like actually intentional about it. Yes. That's what I was trying to say. But like it does happen over time. I feel like. It absolutely does to everyone. Mm -hmm. You You both have to like. Be intentional about it. Yeah. So physical closeness is a must. Yeah. That's, yeah. Because I've seen many older couples who, like, don't even hug. I've never seen them hug. I know. (laughs) And it's like, I get it. Like, if physical touch is not your love language, but, like, you got to have a hug once in a while, you know? To me, I would just feel like I'm roommates with somebody. Yeah. If it got to that point. That's true. So, I don't, because it's like... That's the one thing that you share with your partner that you don't share with anybody else. Is yeah. that physical touch and that physical closeness. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have that with them, you're basically yeah. just friends living together. Yeah, that's kind of sad. It is really sad. And people settle for that. Don't settle for that. Mm-mm. 
you need a cuddle once in a while yeah there's actually been studies done the more hugs we get per day the more healthy we are like the more happy we are we're supposed to get like 15 hugs a day or something i'm like how's that even realistic but i have i have a friend who hugs her husband like several times a day for like 10 minutes at a time because it like calms her nervous system Mm. and i'm like i've never done that before with anybody but I could see how that'd be like a really healing experience, especially because she grew up in like an abusive household. Yeah. And so for her, it's like a way for her nerves to like center themselves. I don't know. But mm. I, I think it's I think it's really cool. And I just think we like we just don't do it enough. That's true. We need to we need to be hugging more. I'm bad at that because I don't like physical touch that much. But like, but when it comes to Basil, yeah, you, you like to hug him. I do like a longer hug instead of like multiple yeah. hugs. I like just like one long one, and you can kind of like talk and pat each other's back. <laughs> <laughs> I like that better than like random hugs. I need to be better at just like randomly hugging. But yeah, anyway, that's I feel like that's something that is overlooked a little bit once you're once you're in marriage for a while. But it should be happening forever. Okay. Yeah. Um, making time to have fun and laugh together. Oh, big one. Yeah. That should be happening as well. Um, and I don't have kids yet, so I know I'm like talking from a perspective that's like, <laughs> well, you have all the time in the world, but I think you can have fun with your kids and your spouse, right? Mm-hmm. You can kind of do things all together. So totally. just a couple more realistic ones. Trusting each other, obviously. And that can be hard sometimes if they've broken your trust before, but trust each other and support each other's dreams. I think that's also an important one. So, Yeah definitely okay let's talk about unrealistic (laughs) and i i literally looked up unrealistic expectations so people already had lists for me and i kind of just like put them together so all the realistic expectations are things that should be happening within a healthy relationship or within a healthy marriage Mm -hmm. so these are the things that we idealize yeah but aren't necessarily realistic yeah i'm assuming okay yeah pretty much these are like these are things you've probably heard from a young age or you've seen like the older generation do sometimes and yeah. you might just be like, mm, I don't know. Um, first things first, your spouse is responsible for your happiness. Yeah, no. <laughs> if that's the only thing that you're relying on for happiness, like it's good to find something that does bring you joy, a hobby. Um, but like they shouldn't be the one that has to on how to explain it they shouldn't be the one that has to like they don't fulfill you right you should have yeah. other things in your life besides them so you should be happy with your spouse though like you right. should share that happiness <laughs> right. yeah. don't be like miserable in your <laughs> yeah. marriage right but like if you're going through a tough time with your mental health or something they are not responsible for that mm-hmm. you are so yeah instead of like taking that out on them go to therapy mm-hmm. get some help we all have to go to therapy yeah it from time to time um yeah not putting that's a huge weight to carry and it's not anybody's responsibility right but your own it's true i feel like most of these could be um something good to bring to therapy you know yeah. um cuz a lot of these are things where it's like okay well that's not happening now so i guess it never will or one day they'll change yeah but you can fix these things if you work at it, if you communicate. I think that's a big thing too. Um, so like if somebody feels like they are too responsible for their spouse's happiness, they can communicate that to them. 
yeah and let them know so um that goes with this one your spouse will complete you um I feel like I hear that all the time like once you find the person for you they they complete everything and there's still going to be things that you're going to struggle with right it's not like you're going to turn into a perfect happy person forever yeah that's just very unrealistic um it's not really a like a happily ever after (laughs) right unfortunately um and I think that's why some people not all but some people give up on their marriages or their relationships Mm mm-hmm because they're like, if this person is really the one, why am I still struggling with this? Or why do I still feel lost in this area? Yeah. Maybe that's my intuition saying they're not the one. Yeah. And then you like overthink it almost. Like I, I have personally been guilty of this one uh, where you're just kind of like, aren't I supposed to feel more complete or whole with this yeah. person? But no. Mm-hmm. Maybe in the beginning of the relationship, but once like the honeymoon phase goes and it's like, yeah, you realize that like, okay, I need to be there for myself too. Honestly, if you're in a relationship where you feel like your world is complete by somebody else, it's probably not a healthy (laughs) viewpoint to be at. (laughs) That's Um, true. Because the way I look at it is, and it's like this with my kids too, because a lot of people will just be like, my kids are my entire world. Like my kids, I love them more than anybody. Mm-hmm. But like, what if, God forbid, something happens to them? Yeah. What if I lose one of them? What if I lose both? Like, what if I have to go through that in my life? What am I going to do? Mm-hmm. If if they're my world and they're my everything. Then you'd have nothing left. I'd have nothing. Yeah. And what would I live for? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like it's the same way with your significant other. Putting them on a pedestal that high is just going to like set you up for failure, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Because relationships end things Mm -hmm. happen people pass away like i don't know i just yeah you have to find that within yourself first for sure and that's where you find that and it's hard it is but your spouse is like their own entire person Mm -hmm. and they're just like walking life with you right but they aren't fulfilling every moment right, right, of your right. life yeah yeah so i think people i think that's where people get it wrong sometimes and i think if you're single that this is a really good opportunity for you to find those things on your own Definitely. so that when you do find somebody you don't feel like you need someone to fix everything or you need someone to complete you definitely um i learned that from being single for a year because i used to have that mindset in relationships like they're my everything I, I don't need anything else like i don't need friends i have this person <laughs> right but then when you break up it's like well my friends are gone <laughs> what do i do now yeah. you know So I think that can be a good time when you're single to just reflect on it and be like, okay, what do I want to improve with myself? And then when someone comes along, it's, it feels better. Totally. (laughs) You have a better mindset on it. I think that's why so many people are are on dating apps when they really should not be on dating apps whatsoever. Like they haven't healed from their past relationships. They haven't worked through their stuff and they're on dating apps. And like, you can clearly see they are they cannot they should not be right. on the apps you know but like people are just trying to fulfill that like loneliness inside of them mm-hmm. and having a relationship is not going to fulfill that loneliness inside of you like that'll still be there yeah if you don't work on yourself first for sure that's a good one uh i've heard people say getting married is the hard part and once you get married it like gets easier have you ever heard people say that? Absolutely not. <laughs> Everything I've like, ever heard is like the first year of marriage is the hardest. Yeah, that's true. Which I thought was the case. Yeah. But like 
I don't know. Would you agree with that? No. Do you feel like the first year of your marriage has been harder than the rest of your relationship? Mm-mm. <laughs> I feel like the beginning of the relationship is probably the toughest because yeah. you're working through the kinks. You're learning how to communicate. Yeah. I think that's for like a more traditional, like you just met, you're getting married and then you're going to have a hard year because you barely know each other. Like an arranged marriage type of <laughs> no, or Christians. Oh, <laughs> you know when yeah. you've only been dating for like or when a you have months and when you haven't lived together yet. Yeah, because that's a big factor as well. Yeah, like of course that's going to be a hard transition to go right. into when you never like lived with the person or spent time with them in that capacity. Yeah, and I think putting all the changes at once could affect it too. Like you're living together, you're sharing finances, you're doing all these different things. Like that could be a lot at once. So yeah, gradually going into it, I feel like you don't experience it that much. But I think I think we're like painted this picture with media where it's like, you know, every movie we watch, if they get married, it's like oh, the end of the story. Right. And then we they live happily ever after. That's so true. So I think that's what they mean is like once you get married, then like everything's perfect. And obviously it's just like, no, <laughs> um, because then you start to learn more about the person and then you have to find ways to work together with different things that you may not agree on or um, you just are different in. So. Yep. And then life hits and a parent dies or you have yeah. a miscarriage or mm-hmm. you lose your job or you have to move across the country. Yeah. Or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Like life throws us so much crazy crap. Mm-hmm. And that those are the tough moments. The everyday day to day stuff that life throws at us. Like those are the things that can really mm-hmm. tear apart a relationship. That's why it's important to have that like good foundation. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah, I haven't felt like the first year of marriage has been hard. <laughs> like, I really haven't felt that way. Um, I thought it, I would. I was, like, prepared to because I was told that so much. <laughs> yeah. But I, I haven't. Like, yeah. we never had a huge fight where we, like, stormed out. I don't know what people expect to happen. See, and that's the thing. Like, I was always told that, like, if you don't have fights, that's a red flag. <laughs> yeah, you told me that <laughs> once and I went huh did I really <laughs> yeah. you were like well we were talking about a specific couple and you're like have they ever fought and I was like I don't oh, think yeah. so and you were like oh my god <laughs> you're like, that is so unhealthy and I was like it is I know and they've been together for like seven years yeah. without ever having a fight yeah and some people will argue that that's like not healthy and I'm like why do you need to fight yeah what's what's actually like the reason and like let's define fight okay right right right, right. like an argument is different yeah. than screaming at each other and calling each other names. Yeah, that's mm. um, that's disrespect. That's abuse, you know, and everybody has like a different view of it. But I think some people like get so used to that, like chaos of just like fighting that mm. like when, and then like the makeup sex. <laughs> it's like people become addicted to that high, high and low. I don't know how you get that way, because if I'm pissed, I'm going to bed. <laughs> you know yeah, you're I mean? not, you are not touching my body. <laughs> yeah, no. if we're in the middle of a fight like that is not <laughs> happening. There are different types of fights, I guess. Arguments are fine. We get in arguments all the time, but they're like little arguments that we get past, you yeah. know. Um, and I saw one like, you know how people say, don't go to bed angry. Mm-hmm. I think if you do once in a while, it's okay. Like sometimes I just need a fresh start in the morning. Right. Sometimes you just have to go to sleep. Yeah. Like you just know those moments where you're like, you know what? Mm. This day sucks. Yeah. I want to go to bed. I am mm-hmm. emotional. I'm tired. I'm done. Yeah. I'm going to sleep. Yeah. And like, I think, I think that phrase, you know, don't go to bed angry is basically saying like, don't end things on such a bad note. Yeah. Where like you, you can't fix what you went through in the night, in the right. morning. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
but and sometimes you don't want to solve it till later. Like, I don't know. I guess it's different if you're, but I, I think communicating it. Yeah. Communicating it and just being like, Hey, you know what? I love you, but I have to go to sleep. Like yeah. we, we can talk about this tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That's different than just being like <laughs> stonewalling, which is like silent treatment and just being like, you know what? We're done. Don't talk to me. We're like, oof, yeah, that's rough. That's, that's different. So, okay. Uh, this is getting crazy. I've seen literally six planes. I've been counting driving past the mountain. Why? Six of that's the six. Are one. they military planes though? I feel like it's I don't know, but I they feel like it's be. like a a loop on like a computer background. It's probably oh yeah, it's probably a, a military plane. Probably. I'm just like loot. Sorry for looking out the window, everyone. <laughs> See, we get distracted, but there's a giant window in front of us, yeah. and there's always things flying around. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, sex will always be amazing because you love each other. <laughs> i mean obviously uh mm. we're getting better at talking about sex i feel like just in general in society yeah where it's like more in a healthy way but um i think there is that like misconception where it's like oh yeah once you're married you're gonna have great sex forever and it's just gonna be great but you do have to work at it just like anything else it's a form of communication right so I think it should be. I think you should enjoy it. Right. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, but not every time is going to be like groundbreaking. No. And <laughs> for me personally, like my sex life changed a lot once I had kids. Like mm. I didn't want to be touched. And yeah. I think a lot of women can relate to that where you're you're just like touched all day. At the end of the night, you're touched out. Mm. And you have to have a partner who understands that and mm-hmm. like is kind about that and gives you grace for that because like honestly men do not have to experience that and don't really understand that right um and yeah and that's that's something too like your sex life is going to ebb and flow you're going to have you're going to have seasons where nothing can turn you on because you're just so stressed out or you're Mm. so like tired or you're just overwhelmed or whatever but yeah having that good communication and like expressing to your partner you know like this is how I feel right now. And a, a person who's kind and good will understand. Yeah. <laughs> you should never ever be feel pressured to have sex. That's sexual coercion, which is basically marital rape. Mm-hmm. So if your partner is just like, you don't even have to do anything. I'll just do it for you. You know, that's, that's rape in marriage. Eww. And yes, you can be raped while you're married. Yeah. So that's, that's an important thing taught. to note. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nobody talks about it. Yeah. Nobody talks about it, but it's just like, well, men have physical needs, so you have to give it to them. It's like, you know what? Women have physical needs as well, but we also have emotional needs. And if we're not feeling connected throughout the day, then it's going to be impossible to like have that physical connection, you know? Mm -hmm. So a lot of men don't understand that. If you're not helping out, if you're not contributing in some way, it's going to be a lot harder to have like a healthy thriving sex life Mm. so yeah but but the sex that you have in like the beginning of your relationship like that intensity yeah that that definitely fades as you grow more like (laughs) familiar with each other yeah and i think it's unfair and completely unrealistic to assume that the sex that you have in the beginning of your relationship is going to be like the sex you have forever. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to happen. You're going to get older. And yeah, once you have kids, it's like you don't make a lot of time for it or you don't have a lot of time for it. You know, there's I'm a really, lot of factors. I'm sad for the day when I'm too old to have sex. When does that happen? I know. Well, I think it happens for men sooner. 
Yeah, it's hard to tell if like I don't know what age it is, but like to yeah. me that sounds very depressing. It's <laughs> like what do you do? <laughs> like oh, that's can so you sad. still like use a vibrator? Is it just not I exciting don't know. anymore? <laughs> I I really want to know this information. Like yeah, maybe we should bring on like a sex therapist or something. An old per- like to an ask older person who an older sex therapist. Yeah, I don't know. I have so many questions. I do have questions. Genuinely. I want to know when like that ends and like yeah. How do you, I feel like once you're at that age, couples don't typically get divorced. They stay together because they've been with each other for such a long time. (laughs) Yeah. But wouldn't that be really, really hard if you had like such a physical connection for so long and then all of a sudden like now it's gone? Yeah. You'd still have to like kiss each other and cuddle and like dirty talk at least, right? Like you may (laughs) not be able to move well, but you could like. Man, if you could still get a direction, (laughs) I I would do so many dirty things to you. I remember back in 1965. (laughs) the dance <laughs> i don't know oh wow that is it doesn't it sound sad though it does i don't want that dude i want a i want an influencer who is like older who talks about these things there has to do be you guys know anybody there. yeah let me know let, it, let, let us, us know because we want to interview them yeah that would be a good niche these are things that we want to know we need to know mm. as younger people yeah you gotta prepare you know <laughs> <laughs> we gotta count down how many years we have left of a vibrant sex life <laughs> but yeah no means no yes okay yes yes okay i should say yes means yes and everything else means no right i don't know means no and that goes along with being like having your partner respect you yeah if your partner can't respect your no they don't respect you period mm-hmm do not be like, well, this is my duty as a wife to please my husband. Like, this is my job. Like, I need to do this for him. Absolutely not. Oh, is he going to pay you? Well, maybe he will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Never mind. Who wants to do things out of like obligation? Yeah, no. And especially when it comes to sex, why would you want to have sex out of obligation that takes away the connection Yeah, and the... The passion and the love and the desire to yeah. want to connect with somebody that you love. If you're obligated to do it, it's not a joyful experience. And sex should be something that you wholly and joyfully do. Mm-hmm. As I'm learning about cycle syncing too, there are times in your cycle where you do not want to be touched, right? So like, <laughs> it's not going to be like, there's one person out there who's going to want sex 24-7. Like... Well, yeah. not one female, I should say, because we're just wired differently. Yeah. But like, if that's an expectation that a man has, they ain't a man. But when we're ovulating, let's go. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I could talk that's about sex all day. Here. <laughs> I love sex conversations. Oh, yeah. We should have a whole episode, I guess. I guess we have. We have. We have kind of. I don't know. I can't keep track of what we've talked about at this point. <laughs> <laughs> what else we got on this list guys? okay so one thing that i wanted to mention was uh the person you married will never change because i feel like that's something that you're told all the time it's either like where they're gonna be the same i they're gonna be the person i fell in love with or it's the more of the way that's like i'll just accept this quirk because it's not gonna change so both ways of thinking you know what i'm trying to say like yep. they're gonna change as humans, we evolve every day. Right. We grow. We change. We go through different things in our life. So, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think as I observe couples now out of a marriage and like 
taking the experiences that I had and just kind of observing other mm-hmm. married couples, I can see that a lot of couples try to change each other. Mm-hmm. It's true. Like with everything. And these are couples that have been married for long periods of time. And I'm like, you can't change the person. (laughs) So you have to learn to deal with it or don't. You're never, you're never obligated to stay in a marriage. Once again, who wants to be obligated to stay married to somebody? You shouldn't, you shouldn't feel like you have to just because like, that's what you were taught to do. Yeah. If you're really like that unhappy with the person and you're fighting because you're trying constantly trying to change each other. You don't have to stay in a marriage like that. Mm-mm. You know, like each person should feel free to be who they are. And of course, you know, give selflessly to each other. I'm not saying like, just do your thing and ignore the person or whatever. But right. I, but like just all the energy that we spend trying to change a person or change their outlook. Like you can't do that. Mm-hmm. It's true. You have to decide if it's, doable still being together like is it something that you can deal with or is it something you can't another thing i've seen a lot like just i don't know growing up or like from a lot of people is like they're more passive aggressive or they'll make comments to other people in front of them like yeah he never cleans his clothes up oh my gosh <laughs> and those types of things it's like all that you're is doing so dehumanizing. is yeah you're just tearing that person down and you're trying to say like i wish that they could change and do this instead but like that should be something you talk to that person about and not something you like tell the whole world about <laughs> i that's always rubbed me the wrong way yeah yeah it's just uh yeah same like when people talk about their kids they're like so and so did this can you believe that jimmy did this and oh, i'm like God. do your kids want you to like air their dirty laundry to everybody yeah, like that's it's just inappropriate yeah that is inappropriate i saw a video you know john and kate plus eight <laughs> yes <laughs> i saw a video earlier and kate they were being interviewed and kate was like she looked at john and was like can you not breathe so loud come on breathe quieter just in the oh middle of the interview gosh. and he's just sitting there like i watched that show and i'm like as <laughs> yeah, a kid I and i remember feeling bad for him <laughs> yeah me too. i was like that poor man <laughs> holy crap she's the original karen for sure <laughs> the haircut oh my and everything gosh yeah <sighs> and then all that stuff came out about how she spent all the money that they made from the show and didn't give any to the kids for like college or anything anyway that was just random thing i thought about but (laughs) yeah can you breathe quieter like there is i've seen too many examples of couples like that where you can tell one of them is just abusive or yeah Mm. contempt contempt that's one of the the horsemen the john gottman um he's a marriage researcher he came up with like four different things that are proven that if you have these things in your marriage like your marriage is headed toward divorce Mm. if you don't fix them and that's one of them is just like just resentment yeah and just like bitterness and like holding on to things that you shouldn't be holding on to and yeah that can be letting that letting that like grow and develop inside of you like that's it doesn't do good things that's a lack of communication i think it all comes down to that (laughs) because if you just let things bottle up assuming that the other person can like read your mind and know exactly what your needs and wants are yeah nobody can true True that. True. True that. Your spouse will give you whatever you want because they love you. <laughs> <laughs> what? People believe that? I think it's like, yeah, I think deep down some people do. That's interesting. 
I mean, if you think about like someone who's like a narcissist, they yeah. tend to use their spouse for whatever they can give them. Right? That's true. Uh, we're going to look good in these Instagram pictures together or he's going to make me money. You know, I feel yeah. like there's a lot of relationships like that. That's so, true. It sounds like something that we don't really need to go in depth on, but you use the person as a pawn for your right. own story. Yeah, don't use that. Or you use them as a puppet in your own show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, no. That's, that's all I got to say on that one. Nope. <laughs> um... We kind of already talked about this, but happy relationships will stay the same. Um, I think you can be happy with a person forever, but you do have to work at it. You can't just expect it to be like, oh, we're going to feel this love forever. So um, I know I'm speaking from one year of marriage, but I mean, I have noticed that in a lot of people's marriages that I've seen where like you can just tell they're not happy anymore or like they haven't focused on being happy together in a while. Yeah. So I think that's something that is often overlooked. You got to work at that being happy together yeah you have to work on having that connection with each other on like a weekly basis mm-hmm. and even a daily basis i mean just having moments of connection even if it's like a small moment mm-hmm. it's just really important a hug a hug a little slap on the butt a little yeah. a little uh kiss on the forehead <laughs> Uh, I had to write this one down because everybody who just got married um, knows the struggle. You should have babies the second you get married. <laughs> That's how everyone treats it. It's like when so weird when you get when you're dating someone. It's like so when's the proposal? You know. Yeah. Then when you're engaged, when's the wedding? And then like after you get married, so when are you having kids? First of all, never ask somebody that. Please don't ever ask yeah, somebody no. that question. No, you don't know like what they've experienced. Um, maybe they've been trying for a baby. Vanessa Lachey, we're looking at you. Oh, you didn't watch Love is Blind? No. In the reunion? What happened? Well, in the reunion, she was like asking all the contestants like when they're having babies. Like every <gasps> question was about babies. She's Ooh. like, so when is the Love is Blind baby coming, guys? Did she get backfired? Who's having a baby? Oh, yeah. There's a petition to like remove her from the show. Good. I signed it. There's like 30,000. I didn't know this was going on. Wow, this is topical. I thought it was very just tone deaf and like gross. I'm like, dude, who asks people that question in 2023? Right. Like, no, I'm not being a sensitive snowflake. Listen to the women who struggle with infertility. Like, it's a real thing, you know? Or some people just don't want to have kids. That's perfectly fine. Yeah. All the power to them. If they've decided, I don't want to be a parent, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, we should respect their their decision. It's so weird to ask people that question it's like so are you actively having sex right now are you you sexually active (laughs) are you taking birth control like these are personal questions about people um i have i've had just like overlook it yeah i think i've had a lot of people ask it in a nice way where it's like are you wanting to have kids in the future like something like that but like those are people i know like, right. like those are people not I, just like, like a stranger yeah if a stranger came up to me and was like you just got married so when are the kids coming that's mm-hmm. um so I, I have never been offended by it personally because it's been like you know people that are in my life that like have asked in an, a respectful way but also like you know because i do want kids it, it hasn't offended me personally but i know yeah. that it's not something you should do <laughs> right well one of my friends who struggles with infertility she was like hosting a baby shower for one of her friends mm. and one of the old ladies came up to her and was like don't worry your time will come it's like oh. ew, <sighs> disgusting like why would you say that that's messed up mm. so yeah don't ask people that and don't ask women 
when they're due or if they're pregnant just because <laughs> yeah. they have a belly come on <laughs> please this should this should be common sense but it's not i had an old lady at church one time be like are you with child oh yeah <laughs> Told me that, that was the weirdest way to ask that question are hell? you with child yeah i'm mary from the bible like <laughs> 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 it's oh such a weird God. phrase yeah so don't ask that question <laughs> but also nobody is expected to have children period yeah goodness gracious watching that like how to get rich show yeah where he was talking about how, netflix like, yeah he was talking about how so many couples like have never communicated about money which sounds crazy to me yeah but i have heard that from many people like oh we didn't talk about it until we got married and i'm like oh i was very open about my student loans <laughs> you know what i mean oh like, right 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 so i think that's a, a thing that's like no you need to have that conversation before because you need to know what you're getting involved in totally and i think that is also a good reason to move in together mm-hmm. or getting married yeah because you're you have to have those conversations of okay, how are we splitting this? Like, are we right. splitting this place 50-50? Are you paying for the bills and I'm paying for the groceries? Like, yeah. what are, how are we doing this? Like, how are we going to combine our lives together? Yeah. That's been the hardest thing for us because we went from like a, you know, we weren't spending that much on our apartment that we were in to like a house that costs a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, that was a hard like wake up call where it was like, oh, we have to budget. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> we're adults now. So doesn't that suck yeah but i guess that's good to learn you know before you're 30 (laughs) right so yeah you're learning it now which is really great (laughs) yeah it's good to get get a get a hang on those things oh i mean we've talked about it before but like the equally yoked thing oh (laughs) that's a whole other thing but like you know a lot of people think that you have to marry someone who's the same religion as you and i feel like that's that can be a personal preference i feel like but it's not i don't know i feel like it's definitely like more of an older generation yeah mindset that's true um there are people our age that still believe that and if you are one of those people that's fine we're not down yeah, you yeah. on that or anything like everyone has their own beliefs and their own convictions yeah um but i think like preaching to people at a church or in a religious setting that that's the only way mm-hmm is crazy (laughs) because um everyone has their own relationship with the universe with god with spirituality whatever and it's only it only makes a fraction of a person and i feel like when i was really active in the church my whole personality was like christian woman you know what i mean and it Mm -hmm. was like everything that i did revolved around that because that's what i was taught to do like make him the center of everything Mm-hmm. but now it's like you know what i have a relationship with him but like it's not my entire personality and when i was dating people i was dating atheists and agnostics and everything and i'm like these guys are so sweet yeah they're so not like i was taught to fear these kinds of guys yeah but they're great um right. and my boyfriend now like he's a christian but we don't really like talk about deep religious topics yeah. too often um and it works for us i don't know it's just Mm -hmm. i think that you're really gonna you could really miss out on a wonderful relationship by limiting yeah that i I remember that feeling too when i was like very much like christian girly like 
this is my era. You know, this is all I'm focused on. This is my entire personality. Jesus is my boyfriend. Yeah. And it was like right after my missions trip. And then I was like, I rejected Basil because I was scared because I thought like, well, because he's not a Christian, he's a Catholic. So it's pretty similar. He's a Catholic. But like, like a lot of Christians believe that Catholics aren't the same. Yeah. Christian, yeah. And then once Christian. I talked to him, I was like, oh, we believe the same thing pretty yeah. much. <laughs> like, um, I thought like that would ruin my relationship with God forever. Like yeah. I was like, if I choose him, then like I won't have a relationship with God. And then after a couple of months, I was realizing like, no, <laughs> that's not how it works. That's what I've been taught to believe. But like once I like asked him questions and like got to know what he believes in, I was like, okay, I think we can make this work. Like we're, you know, even, right. though, even though we didn't agree a hundred percent, it wasn't the biggest thing that mattered to us personally. Um, and I feel like we're we're very much on the same page now. Like, so I could have easily just been like, well, he's a Catholic. So like, <laughs> but I also knew a lot of Christian guys who like didn't treat women correctly. So like, yeah, I mean, exactly. I'm not saying like, of course, there's some good Christian men out there. But like, right. I think, yeah, you don't want to overlook the possibility. So, yeah, definitely. I think you need to get to know people. Life is not black and white thinking as we try to make it sometimes. Yeah. There's all kinds of colors try in to the put, middle. Yeah. We try to put people in boxes, but like there's some colorful boxes. <laughs> exactly. <Okay. laughs> and we just, uh, mm. we have to get to know people before we put labels and it's things true. on them. So, yeah. So what are your guys's marriage expectations versus reality? Yeah. Let us know if any of yours popped up in your head as you're watching this video we'd love to hear yours you can write it in the comments on the youtube video if you're listening on spotify you can actually watch us on spotify but you can't comment so crazy so that's kind of a bummer because we can't read your comments but if you go to our youtube channel uh which is just called engage in divorce you can comment over there we also have an instagram too we do have an instagram and i like never update it (laughs) i really suck at updating it but i think this summer we should like do some on reels and like, yeah for sure and like add some flavor to the instagram Ooh, account. add some spice yes okay add some spice down. go follow us on there yes okay well thank you for listening and we will talk to you next week yes thank you we'll see you next friday bye, bye.